I want to tell you a story about a young man. He was studying in Jerusalem. This, this young man's about 16 years old. And he's been studying the law for a number of years, studying the Torah. And he's pretty smart, so he does reasonably well. But he enjoys it. He not only enjoys the study bit, he kind of enjoys the whole environment because there's a lot of these young fellows who are studying the law and they've been journeying together. And um, they're kind of all focused in this one movement, this one hope that they've got together. So while there's this kind of little bit of competition and rivalry, there's a good sense of kind of brotherhood. Because this, this young man, like all the others, he hopes that in a couple of years' time, he'll be able to get himself a spot as a disciple of one of the rabbis. Um, then he'll be able to follow him and, and learn the law properly. So there's, there's this kind of goal that all of them, like their, their lives are just ordered towards this goal. It kind of makes sense, gives them a sense of security, but also the, the bond they share together is really good. So this young man would sit in the temple with all the other fellows and they would watch the rabbis debate. They would sometimes ask questions, but they'd be discussing the law and all the ins and outs of it. And they would, he would sit there and think, oh, I, I wonder if I could become that guy's disciple or that guy's disciple. And you go, oh, I'd really love to be that guy. He's like really, really smart or... I wouldn't want to be his disciple. He's really old and cranky. Um, but there was one day when they were all sitting in the temple that, he, that this young man remembers in particular. It was, it was around one of the big feasts because you would always get all the, all the pilgrims flooding to Jerusalem, yeah? So, so you'd get randoms coming in and sitting in these sessions. And this day there was a big crowd and there was this one boy who was sitting there amongst all the rabbis and he was asking them questions. He was joining in the discussion and the debate. And like this young man and the rest of the other boys, they were generally scared enough just to ask a question, let alone actually join in the discussion proper. But he saw this boy who had this, this boldness. And he had, he had a kind of wisdom as well as he engaged in the discussion that he'd never seen before, especially in one as young as this young boy. He couldn't have been more than 12 or so. And so the, the young man's kind of just stung with this curiosity and he, he goes looking for him after, afterwards, after the session's finished, and he actually, he sees him with his parents first and it, it looked like they were telling him off, but something told him that that couldn't quite be right. So um, he waited until after and then he went up and chatted with him and he said, hey, how are you? Are you studying in Jerusalem as well? It turns out these kids are just from the country from the middle of nowhere, way up north, not even studying the law. So where on earth did this wisdom come from? He's even more surprised. So they chat for a bit. And then as he's about to leave, he, he kind of wishes the boy well. And in doing so, he says, well, I, I hope you can be a disciple of one of these teachers one day. And again, he's blown away by the response that this kid gives. Because he says, oh, I hope to have students of my own one day. And he's like, this young man, he doesn't say anything in response, but he's just so struck by it. And something in his heart is telling him, I want to follow this boy. I want to learn from him. There's something that he's seen here. There's some wisdom or some truth that he wants to like, listen to, that he wants to learn from. It's like there's an authority that he speaks with. And it's absolutely ridiculous. He's not going to become the, the disciple of a 12-year-old kid. 
So it's, it's literally ridiculous. He wouldn't do that. But still, there's this desire that's appeared in his heart that he couldn't quite name at the time. But it's, it's very different from the desire he has for, you know, pursuing his studies. He's, he's eager for his studies. He wants to be a disciple of one of the rabbis. But that desire is very different to this. This desire in relation to this boy, is, it, it seems a bit more like love. He doesn't know much about love, but it seems more like love than an intellectual curiosity. And again, it's, it's just silly. He's not going to actually become his disciple, but something inside him is telling him that if he could just follow this boy and learn from him, then nothing else would matter. And this encounter that he had just lingered in his memory and stayed with him, and the weeks after, the months afterwards, it would still just roll around in his mind. But then eventually it faded. He didn't think about it too much anymore. He kept on with his studies and um, he did pretty well in the next couple of years. He did get himself a spot as a disciple of one of the rabbis, one of the, one of the best rabbis in Jerusalem. Um, he was doing well for himself. He continued following the path. But it would only be like the very top echelon of students who would actually kind of continue on, like become professional religious, become rabbis themselves. So, and he never really saw himself following that path. So he, he kind of went with it while it lasted. He kept learning from the rabbis for a few years. Um, and then he went back home. He went back to his hometown and his father and his brother had the family business. Um, they were fishermen. So he went back and joined with them. And he went back to kind of the simple life. His brother, though, was a very different sort of character. He's a bit more adventurous, a bit of a dreamer. And he also had a, a much more lively faith. He would get very excited about religious things. He'd be always running off after, with his friends, and um, there'd always be kind of some radical preacher or something going on in some synagogue or in a town or in the wilderness somewhere, and he'd be running off to go and hear, and him and his mates would come back and they'd be like, oh, guess what we heard? This little, this thing about observing the law or this thing about the Messiah or something about God that we've heard. They were so excited about it. But this young man himself, he, he didn't get too excited about his faith anymore. He was a good Jew. He still practiced. He did what he needed to do. But he felt like that there was a time of his life when that was the most important thing and he'd, kind of, he'd, he'd moved on from that. There was one day, though, that his brother comes back and he's got a different look in his eyes. He comes up um, to him and he's, he's kind of very serious, very quiet, almost like he's been kind of stunned by something. And he, he comes up to Simon. The young man's name is Simon, by the way, and he's not that young anymore. A few years have passed. He, his brother looks into his eyes with this kind of calm excitement that Simon doesn't quite understand. He says, we have found the Messiah. And Simon thinks this is crazy, of course. <laughs> you've been listening to one too many of these radical preachers and you've just, you've just been hooked by this loon out there preaching in the wilderness. Um, it's ridiculous. But there's something else that stirs in his heart as he heard that. Something he hadn't heard, hadn't felt for many years. There's a, there's a curiosity, there's a desire that he has to find out what his brother's talking about. 
There's a, there's a hope that's stirred up in him that there's, there's an answer here that I just need to find. But he was still very skeptical on the surface. He was very reluctant, and, but he did go along with his brother who wanted to drag him out there um, and introduce him to this guy, mainly because his brother would just not shut up about it. He just, he was too excited. So he goes, and Simon meets this man, and he looks into his eyes, and he feels it again. He feels, this is a man that I could follow. This is a man who is the answer to every desire of my heart. He looks at him and he feels love. He looks at him and he feels alive like he never has before. Somehow at the same time, he feels kind of ashamed of his sin and his weakness, but he doesn't want to leave because there's, there's this love, this mercy coming from him as he looks at him. Because this man looks at Simon and he knows him and he loves him. And he just feels, I, all I want to do is follow you. He looks into his eyes and he says, Simon, son of John, you are to be called Cephas, Peter, rock. Simon's life could not possibly have been the same after meeting him, after looking into those eyes. Because now Simon knew he had found the Messiah. And there was no comparison between whatever desires or whatever sense of duty or whatever decisions had um, decided his life course before that point and this attraction that he knew now. It was something completely different. Because to be a disciple is not like any other career decision or life choice that we're making. It's something utterly different. When he looks at us, when Jesus loves us, when he calls us by name, he stirs something in our souls that, that's not like anything else. I trust that many of you have felt something like this and that's, that's why you're here, that's why you've been here for many years, why you've been practicing this life and your faith, because of how he's captured your hearts, because of this encounter that you've had. Now it may still be fresh for you, it may have been many years ago, but it's such a rich thing for us to return and fix our eyes again on the one who is our why. The one who is the reason why we're Christian, this encounter that has drawn us in. Now maybe you haven't experienced that before. Maybe you don't think you could. Maybe you're not quite sure if it's even real. But my prayer would be that, that you too can be drawn in, that you can encounter something of this incredible love that Jesus wants to show you. This invitation that he extends to us. Now this story, which I just made up, 
um, is basically a combination between two different gospel moments. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, when Jesus is a child and visits the temple, and um, our gospel today from the first chapter of John, where he meets his first disciples, um, including Simon, and calls them. But the heart of it came from a prayer time that I had a couple of years ago, where I, I put myself into this text, and I could see Jesus, and I felt the wonder, and I felt the wisdom, and I felt the, the desire and the attraction. And practically, I want to encourage you to tap into this, this grace of encounter with Jesus that he wants to give to us. And just like I did, praying with the scriptures is an excellent way of doing so, especially with the Gospels. But when we do so, it's not just about reading the texts. The Lord invites us to, to come and to, to look more deeply, to, to look long at Jesus, to gaze on him with not only an open eyes, but open heart to really meet him. And then we can see him. And, and as, as you see him and as you watch what he does and listen to what he says, I invite you to just pay attention to what moves in your heart. To tap into this grace might also look like going back to those moments that you might have experienced this before, when you might have had this kind of encounter with Jesus before, when he might have filled your heart with, with this desire. Now, if he gave us that experience, however long ago it was, he also gives us our memory and our imagination so that we can actually go back into it and we can keep drinking from the grace of that experience. The encounter that we had there is, is not over. It wasn't just for that one moment. Jesus is still encountering us and he invites us to, to draw from that grace because he's constantly wanting to reach out into our lives, reach out into our hearts and draw us into this relationship, draw us into this encounter. This is what we see in all the scriptures, but especially we see in today's gospel as we read it together. Jesus meets these men who become his first disciples. He, he speaks to them and he, he asks, what are you looking for? Because to be a Christian is a call, it's an invitation from Jesus himself into a relationship, into an encounter. And so there's an opportunity for us today to to return to that encounter that is at the heart of our Christian life. Or perhaps ask again for that encounter, or for the first time open ourselves up to that encounter that is the heart of, the basis of our Christian life. As Jesus asks us, what are you looking for? Why are you following me? Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.